to left of the dial i'm your host kitsy and with me as always is the unconquerable caleb coy (laughs) that makes me sound much more epic than i think uh is reasonable but thank you hi Hi. hello i figure after last week uh i owed you a a better one (laughs) because last week's was 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 not great all is forgiven (laughs) i mean last week's episode was great though Oh, the episode was amazing Kiri and Heine were were wonderful guests. It, it was great to have them on and uh, uh, talk about all sorts of uh, great T-shirt ideas. Yeah, and also music, <laughs> but mostly T-shirt ideas and the Food Network. Mostly T-shirt and the Food Network. I, uh, you know, I, I I learned so much from the next Food Network star about communication techniques, specifically about being descriptive. Uh, and I don't always do it well, but I try to fall back on that uh, as much as possible. Uh, and I even, um, we had a, a little mini food competition at uh, one of my jobs uh, a few years ago. Uh, and uh, I was determined to be as 
uh, Food Network descriptive as possible when I was doing my judging. Nice. And uh, it was fun. It's a lot of fun to to like make yourself think more creatively uh, and to uh, create a picture in people's minds rather than just, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Oh, so you mean like the way we do this podcast? <laughs> and it's, it's it's very relevant to to podcasting. You know, doing reviews of movies and TV shows and music. Uh, you know, it's really easy to be like, "Yeah, this is fucking great. I loved it." But like, that doesn't fill up an hour episode. Like, you've got to talk about why. And so, uh, you know, I, I I do my best. As you heard last week, uh, uh, I sometimes flounder on it, but uh, I do my best to to create that picture with my words. That's why I appreciate having you as my co-host. Oh, I appreciate being here. Good. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that you picked a record this week and uh, I, it was a little out of left field for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not that out of left field. I just wasn't expecting this record in this time in the year of Lord 2021. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, so I picked the 2005 uh, release by the band Harvey Danger called Little by Little. Uh, and for a few reasons, actually. Uh, one, I, I was off this week, so I was like, man, I, I'll have plenty of time this week to think of something. Uh, and then it was like halfway through the week and I hadn't. Uh, and I was, I was like, I should go with something I know because uh, this week has already gotten half away from me. Uh, and then the second half got completely away from me uh, due to things related to vaccination mm. uh, with you know losing an entire day to a failed attempt to get Ellen vaccinated and then losing an entire day the day after I got mine uh, because of the, uh, the, the immune response, mm. uh, which was terrible. I am grateful that I did it, but what a day yesterday was. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, the, yeah, those side effects are no joke. I, I got mine last Monday and, oh, uh, Monday was okay. Like Monday I was, I was like, all right, yeah. I, I got a needle yeah. in my arm. That's fine. Tuesday yeah. I woke up and felt like Donkey Kong punched me in the fucking arm. <laughs> I just got through recording an episode of Never Heard of It, and I explained to Michael, it's like, you know, in an action movie where you see someone get thrown into a wall and they just kind of like shake it off and they go back into the fight. I felt yesterday what someone would actually feel like if they were thrown <laughs> into a wall. <laughs> uh, and again, uh, you know, it it sucked. It was horrible, but I'm really glad that I did it because, you know, in a month or so when Ellen's done with her second, uh, we can actually go to places i did the one so i'm i'm done in less than two weeks uh but we can we can see people we, oh. can, we can hug friends like every like they're starting to feel like hope again uh and uh, there's like so uh, long story short this this week got completely away so it was it was nice to to pick a record that i was familiar with uh but this also is a very like comforting record to me uh and so like it just it timing wise worked out really well to pick for this week a lot of people know the band harvey danger from their 1997 single flagpole sitta i uh, would and, be one of those people in fact yeah, uh yeah. before today uh, that's the only Harvey Danger song I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, as we discussed right before we hit record, that's not true, but we'll get to that. Uh, oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know if you wanted me to set you up for that story or not. Uh, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Um, the, uh, I had been 
for a while, that that person as well. I, I was familiar with Flag Pulsator and had actually heard more of that record too when I was younger, but like I didn't really get into it as much. Uh, I was still very heavily in my, my MXPX uh, Christian pop punk phase at the time, uh, and uh, Flag Pulsator seemed to be uh, skirting the, the edges of what was appropriate for me to be listening to, uh, given the, the strict Koi household of the time. Uh, and so didn't get into it. And they just kind of like fell under the the radar for me. I didn't pay attention to them at all. Then they broke up. Uh, and then a few years later, they got back together and they re- like self-recorded and self-released this record called Little by Little. Uh, and they did it in a way that was very much a, like a fuck you to the system at the time where they like straight up released it for free, uh, like as a BitTorrent download, uh, and then like released it as a free download from their website, uh, did it all themselves. Uh, and eventually it got picked up by a label and like formally released, but they were doing it as like, you know what, like the, 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 the labels have demonized the uh, you know the the spread of music through uh, the internet because it cost them money, uh, but meanwhile, like you know, artists like us aren't like aren't necessarily seeing the benefits from the labels anyway. So let's fuck the labels, uh, which I, I just think is a, a cool story. Um, and I honestly like I don't remember when. I stumbled into this record, but it was, I, I don't think it was right away. I think it was still like a few years off uh, when it was probably my, my friend, Josh, uh, Josh Grossman that we had on when we talked about life in general by MXPX. Mm-hmm. He was a big Harvey Danger fan when we were in high school. Uh, and it was most likely him that said, dude, you've got to check this out. Like a, as happens when, you know, you're with your friends, you, you shoot each other a message like, Hey, this new record, you gotta, gotta listen to it. Oh, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. I, we never do that. Yeah. You and I, no, <laughs> we've, we've never done that once. And being familiar with Flag Pulsita and almost nothing else, this first track that we just heard coming into the episode, Wine, Women and Song, uh, caught me completely off guard. Uh, cause it starts with this like staccato, uh, like, kind of dark but kind of poppy piano beat that uh, like the the whole song is just this this beautiful melody uh that is very piano driven and as we were listening you asked like is is this whole record this piano heavy uh and yeah there's a lot of piano on this and it makes me makes me very happy um and just like listening to the writing in this song uh where he says things like, you know, wine, women, and song. I tried them all, and it didn't take me long to figure I'd unlocked the the, the door to happiness, but I figured wrong. Uh, like the like searching for for happiness, searching for for, for familiar, fulfillment in life, and just like trying everything and nothing works. Uh, and he, he uses some really great uh, imagery here that uh, my young former Christian self would have uh, really appreciated, where he says, that's why I'm walking on eggshells down the Via Dolorosa, uh, which, of course, was the road that they they led the uh, about-to-be-crucified Christ down, uh, according to the story. Uh, so it's just it's interesting, uh, interesting imagery that uh, happened by uh, much too late in my life. Uh, but yeah. Nice. So this was your first time hearing this song. Yes. And so I, I, I want to get your impressions. I know how I feel about it, but I, I want to know what you thought. 
Well, uh, I was the piano surprised me because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't recall there being a piano in any of the other Harvey Danger songs I've ever heard, which is again one of them. One of them there, there wasn't, uh, to my knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. Uh, so this is a much different, uh, much different sound. And I was, I was thinking, you know, how much time had passed between flagpole sitta and this but it actually wasn't that much time eight years yeah that's not that long um you know for some reason i had it in my head that it was like you know way longer than that but no it's yeah Yeah. it's only eight (laughs) years it feels like a lot of time passed like this this record's what 16 years old now at this point yeah this this record is twice as old as the time between their like, <laughs> biggest single and the release of this record. Wild. <laughs> That's a mind fuck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I think had I heard this when it came out, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because I think I would have been looking for, you know, Flagpole Sitta Part 2. Yeah. And this is not that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I'm excited to hear the rest of the record because as, uh, as I mentioned to you before, I'm actually going to do this live because I didn't get a chance to listen to it today uh, for reasons that will become apparent uh, later for folks who are listening to this, but you already know. Reasons. For reasons. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, th- I, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's, it's a, a much more mature sound, uh, but it's unmistakably, like the singer is unmistakably the singer from Harvey Danger, whose name I can only yeah. assume is Harvey Danger. Sean um, <laughs> uh, Nelson. That's not Harvey Danger. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's a kind of a rainy, gloomy day here in Philadelphia. Yes. So the, that first song really fit the mood here. Yes. Uh, you know, I just took yeah. my dog outside and got a little wet. And then I came inside and drinking a cup of coffee to warm up, and this was the perfect soundtrack for that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think y'all are, are getting on the East Coast now. The storm system that we got hit with last night, uh, and if so, I, I can I can imagine like this was the perfect song for that weather. Yep. Uh, and there, like, there is a maturity to this that, uh, as you were getting to, like, feels like it, it's a little bit incongruent with how close together the uh, uh these records are uh and the, you know they had released other stuff in between 97 and 2005 too so it's not like this was like their immediate follow up uh but even in songs that are a bit more uh stylistically uh what you would think of if if all you knew was Flag Pulsetta or that you know the the older records um there's still like there's a notable maturity and i think that that's uh very apparent in the next track uh cream and bastard dress
Okay, now that's more what I was expecting from Harvey Danger. Right? And there, there is some of that on this record. I, um, With intent, I, I picked a lot of the, the songs that I think are going to surprise people. Uh, but it's hard not to include this song because it's, it's a jam. It is. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. The, I mean, it kicks off right away with a very dirty bass, oh, which yeah. is great. Uh, there's a killer guitar solo in it. Uh, it's got a very driving rhythm to it, which is, you know, really reminiscent of the, again, the, the one song I've heard by this band prior. Um, <laughs> and uh, even got the, you know, the good ah background vocals and oh, yeah. uh, kind of hiding in there. You got to listen for it. But there's like a, a Beach Boys style organ going on. Yes. Which is super yes. cool. I'm so glad you heard that. Yeah. The, like it's got those like what I now think of as like the, like Seattle snotty guitar sounds uh, of like the, the really just like, like crunchy, like nasty lead. Uh, and like you said, that, that dirty bass that just drives the whole thing. And these like pounding drum bass. That doo, 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 doo. Um, and there's, there's something that, that Sean Nelson does with his voice uh, that I absolutely love where like any one given line can go between like earnest to uh, almost like flippant to pleading to falsetto. Like, uh, like he's all over the place and like far from sounding sloppy, it sounds like so perfect for the line. And like, he has this mastery of melody uh, and like knows exactly where the line needs to go. Uh, like just, I, I love listening to, it, and it's on full display in this song. I don't, have much to add other than it's just a great it's just a great jam i i'm still kind of like nodding my head to the beat minutes after yes. the song has stopped I, I i hope this is one that'll stick with you and you'll you'll come back and listen to intentionally uh a little fun fact about this track um the title and the the, the line is referenced in the song several times part of the chorus uh but uh, where it says only cream and bastard rise uh is a quote by paul newman's character in the movie harper Oh, uh, and I don't know if that is directly where they got that from, or if just like it was a, a saying that they they liked and they they kept it. But either way, like that's that's a fun fact. Uh, but you know, talking about how like you know you you work as as hard as you can, you you do your best and you're good. And meanwhile, there are shitty people that are always going to get ahead. Uh, and specifically, love the line where he says, uh, "People who could buy and sell you are sharing a joke that they will never tell you." And like, man, that hits hard 16 years <laughs> later, doesn't it? Right. That, that is exactly the, the state of our, our world. Um, you know, a, a world where uh, those, those people, the ones who could buy and sell you, uh, feel like they or act like they've got the high ground, the, the moral high ground. Uh, I was going to segue into Moral Centralia, which is the, the next mm. song. I was looking for a way too, and I was I was trying to come up with a way to be like Caleb. I'm in a moral Centralia over here. <laughs> um, Centralia, of course, being relatively close to me, actually. Uh, That's true. Centralia, for those of you who may not know, is a mining town in Pennsylvania uh, where a coal mine uh, caught on fire underground and has been burning since I want to say the 80s. Um, 
Yeah, I think so. And yeah. is and will continue to burn for the next several hundred years. Uh, and the whole town's been abandoned. I think there's like four people that still live there that just refuse to leave. Um, most of it's been demolished at this point, which is kind of a bummer, but there's like, I've been there and it's fucking wild. Um, like the inspiration for the silent Hill video game series. Yep. Yep. Like that's how fucking creepy it is. Yeah, (laughs) it is. There's a part of the, uh, the, the most, really the most interesting part to go to these days. Although I've heard that, that that's even been covered up now is there's a section of, of highway that got diverted around and you can still go and like stand on the old highway and like, it's completely covered in graffiti. Most of it penises. Um, of course, <laughs> obviously, uh, <laughs> earning it the nickname, pe- the penis highway. Uh, but I've, but I've heard since like, because they don't want people going there and hanging out. They've since, uh, I think dumped a bunch of dirt covering up the, the old highway. So it's now it's, there's really not a whole lot there, but, um, you know, there's uh, definitely still spots where you can kind of like stick your hand on the ground and feel the heat, and it's it's wild. That's it's so like it's frightening but fascinating. Uh, the like a fire can burn underground for that long with like you, the, everything that they've tried to put it out, like tried to suffocate it, tried to you know tried to douse the flame, like nothing has worked, and it just it just you know destroyed the entire town. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I have to listen to this song, don't I? Yeah. This almost has a Christmassy feel in the intro, but then like a really fuzzy guitar comes in and it makes it sound all creepy like Centralia. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it, the the sleigh bells or whatever they are at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, just like they set this bizarre tone. Uh, but I, I, I love that this song feels like it combines kind of all those elements that we uh mentioned in the the first couple of tracks there's the the like the fuzzy snotty guitars <clears throat> there's the um you know the the great piano uh uh driven melody to it um there's a bit of a the the driving bass drums the 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 dirty bass line uh it it all just it works so well together and just i, I I I really do need to go back some time and listen to more of this band's older stuff. This this is another case where like I got into uh, a band like for one specific record and didn't really step outside of that comfort zone. So I can't say for sure if this is or isn't like the rest of their stuff. Uh, all I know is that like it feels like it isn't, and Fair. this feels this feels like it would be a good example if that's the case, but. The reference to Centralia is so great for for a couple of reasons. One, like you you talked about how the um, like the the instruments kind of set up this mood that kind of feels like you're going through this like dark, ominous, like creepy place. Uh, and you know the narrative of the song is about you know, like going on a, a long drive by oneself, being very introspective. Uh, and I love he says, uh, when wicked thoughts come interalia, you wind up in Centralia morally. Uh, and interalia, of course, uh, means uh, among other things. So, you know, when you're left to your own thoughts and some of them are wicked, <laughs> you're in, in a, a spot where uh, you're internally on fire forever, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, sure. No, there yeah, is. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it, it, it totally makes sense. Just go with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, there is a, a really great line uh, in the, the last verse where it says, uh, I'd like to go back 10 years and show you a picture of yourself now, but I'm afraid it might kill you then. Uh, Damn. Yeah. And I'll, also later in that same uh, verse references, third person in the inner monologue again. Uh, so you can kind of get the sense that he's talking to himself. Like, I'd love to go back and show me what I've become but then I, I might not make it. Uh, it's it's a it's really like it's a really interesting way to write about introspection and about uh, maybe not being okay with where where you are at this point in your life. On fire, on fire, forever, forever. <laughs> at least the next several hundred years. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? We'll hear from our sponsors, but first we'll hear "Moral Centralia" by Harvey Danger off the 2005 album "Little by Little." And when we come back, we'll keep talking about more songs. So we'll do that. So don't don't exit the podcast app. Or do, I'm not your dad.
Did you ever know that kid who was an insufferable know-it-all? Well, now he has a podcast. Join Michael Fight on Fight Knows About Everything. Every Monday and Wednesday, he brings a new trending internet topic and breaks it down to shed light on the absurdity. And then on Fridays, comes with a weekly recap of all the nonsense in the news. Listen wherever you get podcasts or watch on the Night Shift Radio YouTube channel.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still unconquerable. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and we're, of course, still talking about Little by Little by Harvey Danger. Coming back in uh, from the break, we just heard the track Little Round Mirrors. Uh, and this is another, like, I, I would say this, this is full-on piano ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it It is a... A slower song. It is all about the melody. It is all about the the feeling of the song, about the emotion that it evokes, uh, and um, th- this song very much embodies how this record became low key one of my favorites. Like out of the blue, like did not expect. Uh, again, like not being terribly familiar with this band, and then hearing these tracks, like shit, this is really really good. Um, you mentioned uh, when we were listening to it that it was kind of a, a predictable uh, chord progression, uh, which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's one that it just it works because it like I I think the structure of this song is is built a little bit more simply than uh, some of their other ones, and that lets the uh, the melody and the the imagery of the the lyrics kind of carry a little bit further uh, without distracting your attention towards uh, uh arguably like how fucking good this band can be uh in any track that they write um and that is not to say at all that this track isn't good but I, like i i think that they purposefully like simplify this song at least that's what it feels like to me it could be um i mean it definitely works right like it doesn't feel like it's lacking anything um in fact, I really enjoyed the little uh, pretty guitar part in there, too. And mm-hmm. a nice little clean, twinkly little little thing going on there. You know, that's my jam. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's, it's again, this is another, like, kind of departure from what I would expect from, again, the one song I've heard by Harvey Danger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's still a good one, and I still enjoyed it. And uh, totally out of the blue on this track, there is an appearance by a French horn. Yes. Uh, which, uh, if you noted in uh, Moral Centralia, and I, I meant to, to point this out, uh, there's a point where the, the guitar lead uh, kind of does a duet with the vocals, like both uh, like yes. kind of echoing and along with uh, the vocal line. Um uh, in Little Round Mirrors, the French horn is duetting with a kind of ba 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 parts uh, in the, uh, I guess, the bridge ish sure. uh, part of the song. Uh, and I, I like. I like that as a musical technique and I like how they use that uh, in different ways on this record with different instruments. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool trick and it, it, I think it fits this song really well. Um, especially mm-hmm. towards the end there. It's just a nice little little texture that uh, you weren't otherwise expecting. At least I wasn't. Yeah. And I haven't spent a ton of time trying to uh, like pick apart what this song means. I- I've always kind of seen it as maybe uh, you know, a critique on vanity or something to, to that effect. Uh, and I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with this uh, take on it, but some folks on uh, genius.com have your favorite offered, website, my favorite website, hands down, <laughs> uh, have offered the idea that 
uh, the little round mirrors, uh, in this case, are a reference to compact discs, uh, which uh, those our age and older will remember. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely a relevant reference in 2005. That would have been a relevant reference. Uh, so, uh, you're... Uh, your little round mirrors, there's a hole in the middle you can't seem to fill. Uh, that's I think the analogy stretches there because like you don't really want or need to fill the hole. In fact, that like you specifically don't until you, like unless you have like a a player that it has to snap onto, but then like slot loading was around by this time. Like, eh. Uh, so I think it's a bit of a stretch, but uh, I, I do think it's interesting because they're the lines where uh, they're talking about, you know, you, you know, making something and, and wanting to find someone who will love you like half as much as you do, uh, or someone who will take what you do twice as seriously. Like, so there's like, there's something to be said for that take and it being like an artist looking for, uh, someone who will appreciate or, or love what they do. I don't think that that's the, the, the takeaway from the song, but I also don't think that it's explicitly not fair. Yeah, so I just I, I again I think that that really uh, does a great job of illustrating how, uh, and I think we might have even talked about this last week with uh, Kiri and Heidi, uh, how um, you know, interpretation of music is subjective. Uh, you know, the, you, maybe it wasn't last week, but we we definitely have brought it mm-hmm. up recently and multiple times in the the past. Um, you know, music, you can, you can take away from it what you need to in the moment, uh, or, you know, what, what your, you know, a song can mean different things to different people. Or I appreciate that. Or it could just make you happy. Or it can just make you happy. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, speaking of songs that just make me happy, <laughs> that was a, that was a great segue. I like this. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you have said a couple of times throughout this episode that uh, Flagpole Sitta was the only Harvey Danger song that you had heard prior to today. Uh, and I will tell you that that is uh, actually not true. Uh, and while it is uh, certainly understandable that you may not remember or that it may not have stuck with you uh, due to circumstances, you have heard the next song that we're going to talk about, Happiness Writes White. Uh, because it was on my wedding playlist.
I'm not going to argue with you <laughs> that this song was played at your wedding <laughs> because I fully believe that it was. But it, it definitely was. I don't know if you remember your wedding. I do. But I don't because <laughs> I was so drunk at your wedding uh, because I was your best man, of course. Uh, <laughs> That uh, any sound that happened in my vicinity uh, legally did not count as me hearing it. That's how drunk I was. That's uh, fair. So, <laughs> so I still maintain that I've never heard this song. It may have been played in my presence, uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it went into my brain. All right. Um, yeah. I, so uh, I met my wife, Ellen. In yeah, I was there. Like I know. To 2009 ish. Uh, and so I, I, this record was, was in my, my rotation at this point. And th as things started to, to click in our relationship, uh, after a very tumultuous, uh, first couple of years, this song really started to make a lot of sense to me. Mm. And, I think I, I kind of started out by just like playing it in the background a couple times and like she got used to hearing it and then I like would play the, the record more and I would play the, the song. Uh, and then when it came time for, uh, for our wedding, uh, one of the ways that I put together, or I should say we put together, uh, I, I started the sentence and then went in a different direction with it. One of the ways that we put together a very inexpensive wedding, uh, was by, uh, me saving all money on any kind of DJ and just putting together a Spotify playlist and, uh, connecting an iPad to the, uh, the venue's sound system, uh, and just hitting play at the right time. <laughs> and, uh, we kind of planned out the the structure of the wedding based on the the playlist or vice versa and um because this was a song that had kind of come to define the the two of us fairly well uh together uh we said like i'm going to put this song in here at this like seemingly random point and if we hear it come on and we are available to do so and want to, this will be our first dance song. We didn't do any of the like traditional first dances or father, daughter, anything like that. But you're like, you know what? Like, this will be it if we feel like it. Uh, we were in the middle of taking photos with my family and this song came on and the two of us just got up and ran out of the room. Uh, and uh, my father, who had had his stroke like less than two years prior, I think, oh, that's right. uh, just watched us run out of the room like, what is happening? And <laughs> we, had our, we had our dance. Um, but there's just, there's so much to the to this song. I mean, it's, first of all, it's the, the type of piano bop that I, I, I am 100% a sucker for. If you present me a piano driven song that has this rhythm, the do, 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 uh, I will almost immediately fall in love with it. Um, but it also is, it's, so th there's a small handful of songs that like when I'm listening to, I, I can't actually sing along to because I will just break down. Uh, and this is one of those songs. Uh, and it, it encompasses like feelings that I have so perfectly. Uh, like 
I could never have written. And honestly, like that's kind of the point of the song, where, you know, the the title and like one of the the main re- you know, recurring lines says he says happiness writes white. And in, in my mind, like you know, you can write like it's it's hard to put happiness into words, at least for me as, as a musician and as a writer. Uh, but like, it's there. Like I, I can show it to you. I, I can't write it down because it's just white on white. Like, like the words aren't coming out, but like it's there. Uh, and you know, in the, the, I guess maybe the, the second verse, the chorus, whatever the, the song doesn't have really a traditional structure. Says I try to put it into words, but the words just sound like mistakes. I try to find a set of chords, but you know how long that takes me. I can't trust my fingers. I can't trust my tongue. The work is too important, and we're no longer young after all. When I consider what you put up with, I'm amazed you still have skin. When I consider what you mean to me, it's everything. That's beautiful. It really is. I'm I'm tearing up now. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like. The the line of the like the the last verse where he says, "As you know, I've never been a confident man. Uh, I've been in the tall grass all my life. Uh, until you came along, now there's one less thing wrong. Even though happiness writes white." It occurs to me that the dilemma of this entire song could be solved by colored paper. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this. Uh, I mentioned how Little Round Mirrors like embodies pretty well why this record became low key one of my favorites. But like this song specifically, Happiness Writes White, is uh, it, it would be on a, a list of my top ten songs if I ever sat down and like put the effort into writing that. Uh, it just like start to finish, like, and I mean start to finish because it ends with this beautiful little piano walk down. Do do do. Do, do, do. Like very kind of, it feels like a very traditional piano ending, uh, but like it's it's so straightforward. It's such a beautiful melody that the words make so much sense to me. Uh, just like it, it's just kind of like a day in the life of things going right. Well, we've reached the end of our episode. It appears we have, but. Uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing this record for me because it's it's full of cool jams and uh, that says James. I, yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Yes. I thought I was being really uh, clever. That was it was close though. Uh, what I didn't realize until today uh, was this was uh, at one point a double record uh, that had some uh, extra songs and some like. Uh, different versions, like demo versions and stuff like that of uh, some of the songs that made the record. Uh, so I'm going to have to hunt down some of those other tracks at some point. Uh, but yeah, you know, we, we focus pretty heavily on some of the the piano tracks and on some of the stuff that I, I think, uh, as I said earlier, would surprise uh, people who weren't uh, very familiar with this band or maybe were only familiar with the, the one single. Uh, but I wanted to go out on another uh, kind of jam uh and that is of course the uh track seven called cool james which is a uh a reference to lo cool j of course is it really yeah in fact he even says uh ladies love cool james which is the what uh lo cool j means <laughs> wait so what's the ll for ladies love oh ladies love cool james i'm an idiot i'm sorry 
<laughs> you know, it's a good song. I like it. It's it's a good jam, but I kept expecting it to get huge and rocking, mm. and it didn't really ever quite get there. So I kind of feel like I wanted a little bit more from it, and I just didn't get that. That's fair. And like, given its placement in the record, like it's not the it's not the final track, so it's not like some big culmination. Uh, I guess this is track eight. I said track seven earlier, um, <clears throat> but the yeah, it's just it's kind of a groove, I guess, more than a jam. Yeah, uh, it's a cool it's, it's a it's, cool groove. It's got it's got some good energy to it. It's not a huge track. It's not one of the the low key piano ones, so it brings it back up a little bit. Uh, but like. On the whole, this really is a uh, a more low key record. Like th- this whole time, I've been talking about how like I I don't really know uh, much of the, the, this band's other stuff. Like I I have heard more of Where Have All the Merrymakers uh, Gone. I'm sure I've heard stuff from King James Version, uh, just kind of like you know put on shuffle and stuff like that. Uh, so it's not like I'm completely unfamiliar. I mean, like Carlotta Valdez is another song from Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone that is like a a pretty big rock and jam. Uh, and so like, I, I stand by that. I think that this record stands apart, uh, in the, like the approach to songwriting and the, the tone and the overall vibe of it. Uh, and I don't know. I think, I think cool James is a cool tune. I think I would agree. There's, uh, and if you caught like, especially when the, there's the, the harmonies, the, the high harmonies, uh, there's like a really like kind of um, like a faint echo on each one of them that, that repeats several times that like makes for a neat, a neat effect. It sure does. It sure does. It sure and does. It's just more of that uh, snotty guitar lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love overall, I love the, the tones on this record. I love the the sounds that they get and uh i just i've become very much a fan of sean nelson's voice uh and uh melody writing uh and i think there's a lot of great stuff on display across this whole record uh so while this was very heavily on the the front half uh i strongly recommend listening to the whole thing uh for those of you out there if you have enjoyed any of this so and if you haven't we're sorry yeah, well, you know, but we didn't write it, so it's not our fault. And yeah, we we didn't we didn't come here to please everybody all the time. We sure didn't. Uh, hey, before we get out of here, yeah, uh, we have an announcement. Oh, yeah, tell us about it. On Saturday, April twenty fourth, at eight o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern U.S. time, we will be doing our next Left of the Dial live session with uh, the band Long Neck from Jersey City. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah. And uh, we've got a few more in the works, so we're going to start cranking those out a little more frequently than once every two months here, which is going to be nice. Um, But uh, I'm I'm really excited for some of the other ones coming up. We can't quite tell you about them just yet, but rest assured that they are coming. Uh, You, of course, can find all of the information that you need for upcoming Left of the Dial live sessions at leftofthedial.live. Uh, that'll take you right to our YouTube channel where we do all of those. And you can see our past uh, past sessions as well, like the one we did uh, last month with Riverbee, which was a really cool one. 
Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, that one was great. Uh, and uh, while you're at it, you can also go to leftthedial.fm where you can find this episode, show notes, uh, links to everything we've talked about. I don't think we have any links for this show, this show do we? Um, I don't think so. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Wasn't it? Uh, oh, there is harveydanger.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Is it them? And it is them. Well, shit, you should get this record on Bandcamp then. Why not? Hell yeah. And uh, apparently, uh, yeah, so the whole double record, so all 19 tracks, uh, including what was originally a hidden track, if you uh, are old enough to remember those. Uh, yeah, I guess we don't really uh, have those anymore, huh? No, not really. It's it's harder to do it in in digital yeah. uh, digital only streaming. Uh, but yeah, as little as uh, eight U.S. dollars uh, to buy the whole 19 track double record. Uh, and there's also the uh, Cream and Bastard Rise EP. So well, there which you includes, go. Uh, which includes uh, Cream and Bastard's reprise. Ooh. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that one. But yeah, harveydanger.bandcamp.com. Excellent. Well, that'll be in the show notes, which you can get once again at leftofthedial.fm. Uh, hey, t- uh, if you're listening to this and, you, and you've listened to a few episodes or maybe you've listened to all of our episodes, uh, in which case, thank you so much for, for continuing to put up with us week after week. Uh, yeah. But... You know, I, I get this question all the time is like, how can I help support Left of the Dial? People ask me that all the time, literally, literally several times a day. Uh, and I always tell them one thing. I say, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts or your your podcast uh, source of choice and uh, just leave us a rating and a review because that uh, honestly, more than anything else, helps us uh, get in front of more ears and get inside more ears, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but that's the best way to support us. And it's, it doesn't cost you anything. It's free. They don't even make you sign up for a credit card or anything like that. So, uh, And it's not a pyramid scheme. So I can't stress that enough. It's not a pyramid scheme. So please uh, take a moment <laughs> and uh, just go and give us a rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or, uh, yeah, your, your podcast uh, platform of choice. And we would super duper appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it would mean a lot to us. It, it really would. Uh, but of course, just the fact that you're listening and you've listened through this whole episode means a lot to us. Uh, you know, we, we appreciate you, even if you don't uh, leave us a review. But, but leave us a review. Because we'll appreciate you just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us, folks. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Koi. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>